my name is Abby, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to watch this message from the church. We pray that you are highly blessed and encouraged. We would love to connect with you more at our website at www.thechurchokc.com. Tonight, we're going to start another series that's going to go here for just a, a few weeks, uh, leading into us moving into the new facility just down the road. And, and um, we just make another plug. We are going to be working over there tomorrow. We're going to be there at 10 a.m. is what, what time we're going to get started. And we do get pizza for lunch, you know, and uh, some Gatorade and water. The water's out of a water hose, but it's... It's still, no. Um, no, but it's going to be it's going to be a good time. We've got a lot of work to do. Um, things are coming together, and uh, uh, there's some changes that are taking place, and it's awesome. And I cannot wait to see what God is going to do in that facility because that's why we're building it. It's all for Him. Uh, it's all to make His name famous in this community. And uh, so we don't want to lose sight of that. But I want to encourage you guys to be a part of that. So make sure. That uh, if you don't have anything going on tomorrow, there's no carnivals going on tomorrow. So you make sure that you guys uh, can be there uh, tomorrow at 10. If you need uh, assistance with getting a ride there, if you'll just see myself or Abby or Tammy or Rick. And uh, we'll try to help you get that taken care of. Um, so tonight we're starting a series called Life Verse. Alright? Life Verse. And uh, let me be Pentecostal here for a second. Uh, look at your neighbor and say Life Verse. There you Amen. Amen. And um, what this is, this is going to be a real pretty basic series. But you know, like I said earlier, one of the things that God has really been kind of working in me over the past week and, and honestly for just a little bit longer than that is, is, is I'm reading these blogs and I'm trying to study and I'm listening to, to messages and sermons and I'm listening to, to these pastors attack these pastors and these churches attack these churches and some people saying well their theology is wrong and other people saying no their theology is wrong and then I, I brought up the Israel-Palestine conflict which we need to be praying for both sides of that and I hear Christians say, Israel is God's chosen people, and that's the land he gave them. We need to be praying and taking their side, and they need a bomb. They need to just drop nukes, and then they can worry about everything later. And I have other people saying, no, you know, that's not right, and we need to be like this. And, and, and sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I'm just kind of in the middle of it, and I'm being pulled this way and this way, and I just have no idea what I'm supposed to believe or how I'm supposed to act or what I'm supposed to do. Anybody ever been there? There's three of us. The rest of you are holier than us. Um, <laughs> no, I, I know that we've, we've all been there. And, and this is really what God has kind of been speaking to me. Is, Brian, just get back to the simplicity of it. And just, just get back to the simplicity of it. You know, so much of what God teaches us in his word, we don't need a lot of theological training to understand. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Alright? I can quote King James now people. Alright? Alright, got a little some begotten's in there. But, but we understand what that means. And in the context of the Bible we know what God's love means and how it's represented to us. Jesus came as a little baby. He grew up. He died on the cross. You know, he rose three days later and he's going to come back and he's going to take us to heaven with him. And, and, and we get that. We, we get that. 
This is the simplicity of what we've got to get back to tonight. And so in this series, what we're going to do is, is it's called Life Verses. And really what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take some verses. I'm going to take a few verses out of the Bible that, that you know, I'm sure we all have kind of our favorite verses. You know, we all have those verses that just kind of hit us and, and we're like, man, that's, that's mine. That, that speaks to me. That's the one I'm going to live my life by. Check. Okay. All right. Somebody didn't want me to say that. Tonight, we're going to hit one of these, and, and then next week, we've got another one. The one next week is actually kind of my verse. Um, but I really feel like this verse that we're going to hit tonight, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, is really a good basis for us, no matter where you're at in your walk with Christ, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what struggles you're facing, this is one that we can really cling on to tonight. And so if you'll open up your Bible to the book of Matthew chapter 6, I'm actually going to start reading in verse 25 to kind of lead up to give us a little context of what we're getting to. And verse 25 it says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? And, and why are you so anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek... First, the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. So our verse tonight is, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You know, and, and I've heard this verse preached on many times. And in my feeling, I've heard it preached on wrongly. And, and I'll tell you why. Because when I've heard it preached, I've heard it preached that, that, you know, if you're struggling financially, you know, that you go after God and God will give you a Rolls Royce. And He'll give you a private airplane and a 6,700 square foot house and or, or, or a, a uh, uh, Rolex. And, 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 and I've heard it preached like that. This is totally off of what Jesus is telling us. Matter of fact, Jesus isn't telling us anything about what we're going to get. That's not the point of this passage. That's not what Jesus isn't saying. You do these things and then all these things that you want is going to happen. No, Jesus is saying don't worry about that stuff. Don't put your desires in that. Don't put your, your, your wants in that. Your want list should not be made up of this. Your want list should be made up of the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That's what it comes down to. 
And, and I find myself getting in these modes to where I'm like, okay, God, man, I really want to, you know, do this. And, 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 and if, I, if, I, if I tithe and if, if, if we keep the money in line and all this kind of stuff, then, then you know, we're going to live in, in this bigger house and we're going to be able to do this and I'm going to be able to get my motorcycle and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, because I'm going to do what you want me to do. And that is so wrong. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week. The reason that a lot of our prayers don't get answered is because instead of seeking God, we're seeking God just as an outlet to get our prayers answered. We want healing, and so we haven't been to church in, in you know, a month. So we go back to church and we pray and we get everything right so that we, maybe God will have pity on us and he'll heal us. Or we're struggling financially, and so... Okay, God, I know I haven't paid my tithes, but I'm going to go and I'm going to pay my tithes. And then if I pay my tithes, then you're going to take mercy on me and you're going to help me pay these bills that I need to pay. And we use God as kind of like this cosmic Santa Claus that he's our way to get what we want or what we feel like we need. And Jesus was noticing this in, in, in this, this particular passage as part of the Sermon on the Mount. Where Jesus has all these people and he's just teaching them just the simplicity and the basicness, the basic things of this faith. And he's saying, look, you look at the birds, you, you look at the lilies of the field, God takes care of them and you're more valuable to him than they are. So don't worry about that stuff. Don't be like the world. You know, Romans chapter 12, which is the verse that we've hit on the past couple weeks. It talks about, so I want you to take your life and present it as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. What He's saying is this. He's saying, guys, look, don't worry about that stuff. You go after God. You seek His righteousness. You, you, you make that your focus. That's what you're about. And you let that stuff be that stuff. But that's not how we live. And even in the church, that's not how we live. You know, a lot of us want to go to churches that have the best lights, or the best singers, or the best preachers. Congratulations, you're here. Um, no, <laughs> I'm teasing. Yeah, no, um, I'm teasing. Um, you know, but, but, we, but we get in this and it's like, well, what kind of children's ministry do they have? And what kind of programs? And what kind of activities? And what kind of this? And what kind of that? And, and, and you know, we want to be associated with the church. And, and, and we want to have, you know, the, the, the cloud. And, 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 and this is what we go after. And we're like, God, I'm doing good. And, and I'm going to church and all that. And, and, and God's like, yeah, but you're not seeking me. You're seeking entertainment. And this is where we get off course. And, and, and I mentioned it earlier, I've been reading some, some stories and some news that have come about a pastor of a large church, and he's part of a large kind of network of churches, and, and some of the things that he said and some of the ways that he's done things, which have been, in my, in my view, very contrary to the Word of God. And there's been a lot of pastors and a lot of people attacking him, for the way that he's doing things. And that bothers me. I don't agree with him. And I agree that, man, he's done things wrong. And I'm not even going to get into some of the stuff. But, I mean, it's bad. And it's using some coarse language. And it's degrading women. And it's degrading people. And, and this is a guy who's in influence. I mean, he's, he's got people. He's being invited to all these conferences. And, and I don't agree with 
a single one of those things that he's been accused of doing and that, that he's, that's been documented that he's done. But I don't agree with all these preachers and all these bloggers who are using that situation to elevate themselves up and say, okay, God, I'm going to use that so I can get more people to read my stuff. I'm going to bring that up, you know, so I can get some more hits. And so my name will be made famous. And, 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 and understand, a lot of the points that they're making are good points. But they're using God as an outlet for what they want. And what does that look like to the world? What does that look like to those who are outside the church? I, I, I saw one comment because I'm one of those people that I read comments at the ends of these articles. And this one, and his handle was something atheist. And he said, this is what he said. There's no reason for the world to try to tear apart the church because it seems like Christians are doing a fine enough job of it themselves. And he's exactly right. And the reason that this is happening, guys, is because we're going through God to get stuff instead of just going after God. And we can really get a grasp on what God is wanting from us and who we're supposed to be. And we can get that peace that we're searching for. And we get that healing that we're searching for. And all that stuff by just seeking first God. And it's, it's not, it's not if, if, we, if, if, I, if I pray and if I tithe and if I read my Bible and if I go to church and if I do all this kind of stuff, then, then, then all these things that I need, like I, I want to be able to dress nice, have nice clothes and have a nice watch and have, you know, I, I want to be able to have a nice house and a nice car. Jesus is saying, no, you, you don't worry about how nice it is. You don't worry about how big it is. You don't worry if you're wearing the name brand clothes. You know, I, I was fortunate when we were in... When I was in high school, and I didn't have really, I mean, I worked, but I didn't really have to work. And, you know, my parents, obviously, they bought my clothes and that type of stuff. I had nice tennis shoes. And they didn't squeak. Okay? You do not understand how appreciative it is to have shoes that don't squeak until you work at a place that has no carpet in the entire building. All right, people can hear upstairs, people can hear me walking downstairs because these, I mean, these are like $15, you know, shoes from Walmart. And I'm thankful for these shoes because they cover my feet, okay? But they squeak. And it's annoying. My birthday's coming up in October. I will gladly take some non-squeaking shoes. Um, that was funnier than I thought it was. Okay. Um... Uh, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I couldn't get over the uh, that. Um. <laughs> oh man. Uh. Uh, I'm glad that we can have fun. <laughs> She's so gonna get me for that later. Uh. But anyways, you know, like, I, 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 it's not about if we wear the $120 shoes or the $265 LeBron James. I don't know why anybody would pay that much for a pair of shoes. But it's not about that. It's not about if we have the name brand clothes. It's not about if, if people look at us and say, man, you're dressed really nice or you're looking really nice. None of that matters. What matters is the fact that when we wake up, we're going after God. What, what, what matters is the fact that we wake up and we're found in him and he's found in us 
And that is our identity. Our identity isn't made up of where we live. Our identity isn't made up of how successful we are in the world. Our identity is made up in Christ and Christ alone. And so this is what Jesus says. Don't worry. Don't, don't ask yourself and be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. Those that don't know God seek after all these things. But your heavenly Father knows what you, that you need them all. But do this. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Let that be your priority. And all this stuff is going to take care of itself. In the message translation, it says, If you decide for God... Living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There's far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God. I love that. Careless in the care of God. And you count far more to him than birds. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror even gotten taller by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion. Do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop, but have you ever seen color and design quite like that? The ten best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never seen. Don't you think he'll attend to you? Take pride in you. Do his best for you. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. Think about that. We get so caught up with the getting. I need this, and I need this, and I need this. And if I only have this, I'll be happy. And if I only have this, and if I could only get married, if I could only have a wife, or for some of you ladies, if I could only have a husband, then that is what will make me happy. And then once you're married, if I could just get a divorce, then I'll be happy. You know, we, we, we continue to, to get, 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 get. And, I, and I'm, I'm a Christian because of what God's going to give me. I'm a Christian because God's going to give me eternal life. I'm a Christian because God is going to, to, to make all the crooked paths straight. And I'm a Christian because God is going to heal me. And I'm a Christian because God is going to take care of me financially. And I'm a Christian because... No. No. I'm a Christian because when you experience God, nothing else will ever suffice. And this is what Jesus is saying. Don't pre be so preoccupied with getting that you miss out on what God is giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality. God initiative. God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. You see, the simple yet profound reason why we must seek God is that for thousands of years of history show us that us humans cannot effectively rule ourselves. And in the end, even all of human government apart from God is going to fall.
Solomon wrote in Proverbs 14.12 that there is a way that seems right to a man, but is it, in the end it is the way of death. And Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 10.23, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. The Amplified puts that verse like this, O Lord, pleads Jeremiah in the name of the people. I know that the determination of the way of a man is not in himself. It is not in man, even in a strong man or in a man at his best, to direct his own steps. Deuteronomy 4.24 says, God honors us when he is honored as our top priority. He's jealous of us. See, there's this, this thing where we don't have to figure it out. This is, this is one of the things that's so beautiful about our faith. It's the fact that we go in and we go after God. And we direct our whole life and we focus our whole life. Everything that we're about, we direct it towards God. And then this stuff takes care of itself. This stuff kind of has a way of, 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 of figuring it's, it's, it's out. We don't have to struggle and we don't have to sit there and keep allow ourselves to be kept up all night saying, well, what about this? Well, if I do this and this is going to happen and I, I don't know and, 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 I, and I can't and, and, and we lose sleep and we get stressed out about what tomorrow holds about how we're going to do this and how we're going to do that and, and there's, pe there's peace in the presence of Christ. There, there, there's peace in the kingdom of God. We have to understand that we are not going to be able to figure it out on our own. So we just give it to God and say, God, you're my priority. You're, you're what matters. You're my focus. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verses 13 and 14 says this. The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. See, this comes back to the simplicity of, of just walking with God and just experiencing God. You know, we just finished this, these couple weeks on, on liturgy on the work of the people, on taking our talents and taking everything that we are, and we just offer them up to God. We don't offer them up and say, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to put your name on it, but I'm going to do it so I can make some money. I'm going to do it so, so I can live in a big house and so I can be successful. No, we, we just offer it up to God. You know, the, the famous artist, Vincent Van Gogh, his desire was to be clergy, was to be in the ministry. He even attended seminary. But you can see even in some of his paintings, he, he has one painting that's not as famous as some of his others, but he has one painting where it's really a picture of a Bible. And there's beauty in that to him. So he takes this talent that he has and he's offering it up to God as, as just the sacrifice and as this offering and, and he's honoring God with what God has given him. And that was his focus. What is our focus tonight, church? I know some of you guys are from the Jesus house, and, and in the natural, it would be very easy for you to say, and I'm sure some of you are like this, my goal is to get out of the Jesus house. 
My goal is to get back on my feet. My goal is to conquer this addiction. My goal is to do this. My goal is to do that. Can I as a pastor tell you that your goal has to be Christ? Not Christ so that. But just Christ. Just Christ. Ecclesiastes in the 12, 13 through 14 in the message says it like this. The last and final word is this. Fear God. Do what he tells you. And that's it. Eventually God will bring everything that we do out into the open and judge it according to its hidden intent. Whether it's good or evil. There's such a simplicity to the story of God. There really, really is. And, and, and I, I really feel like that's what we have to get back to. You know, it wasn't long after the end of Acts when the church really kind of got its birth. It wasn't long after that that people started getting in, involved and say, okay, well, we got to teach them this. We got to teach them this. You know, and, and, and then you had these people teaching this and these people teaching this. And then they had to come together and they had to decide what's right and what's, you know. No, well, that's, that's not right. This is right. And, 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 and man kind of got involved. And look, because man got involved, it gave us the Bible that we have and, and, and some of the, the sacraments and things like that. But really the heart of it is, is to not get so caught up in that. The heart of it is this. We wake up in the morning, we say, God, I need you today. And like we talked about last week, God, I'm going to come back and I'm going to keep finding you throughout the day. I'm going to make sure that I'm not getting too far away from you because you're what's important. I'm, I'm not going to spend 18 hours a day trying to make money. I want to spend my day focused on you. And when the money comes, the money comes. And if the money comes, the money comes. And if I live in a big house, I live in a big house. And if I, I mean, whatever. But I want to pursue your kingdom and I want to pursue your righteousness. And Proverbs 21 puts it like this. Proverbs 21, 21. Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life. Righteousness and honor. And those are the things I want my life to be about. You know, Steve Jobs, who is the mastermind behind Apple and all the Apple products. He was in some, he was in like some third world religion, kind of Eastern religion type stuff. And, and, and we've got this man who was brilliant. I mean, just brilliant. But the people that worked for him said he was hard and he would cuss them out and he just, I mean, he would lay into them. And right after he died, he was having a boat built in the Netherlands that was like $65, $70 million. I mean, it was like state of the art and it was a custom one-of-a-kind boat and and that 65 or 70 million dollars that he had to put in that boat didn't do him a bit of good. He never got to take that boat out. He never got to experience that. But that's what he chased his life after. I don't want to chase my life after that. I, I, I don't want that. I want to pursue righteousness and kindness because if the Bible tells me if I pursue righteousness and kindness, I'll find life, righteousness, and honor. You don't need a lot of theology to understand that. It's pretty simple. The Amplified says, He who earnestly seeks after and craves righteousness, mercy, and loving kindness will find life in addition to righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with God and honor.
Church, at some point, and, and, and listen, I'm not knocking the people that go to Bible college. I went to Bible college. I understand that, you know, we want to be good stewards and we want to be able to rightly divide what we're reading and, and what Jesus is trying to tell us. I understand all that. You know, and I understand that there's verses that are built upon this. But when it's really said and done, everything else is built on the simplicity of the gospel. Everything else, 2,000 years of, 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 of our faith all around the world and millions of people is based on, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's what our faith is built on. At some point, we have to get back to the simplicity of that. At some point, we got to get back to the fact that I don't need a Rolex. I don't need a Range Rover. I don't need to wear the finest fashions. I need God. Because when I find God, I find everything. When I find God, I find everything. That's hard in the world that we live in. Abby, you and the band can come back up. That's hard in the world and the society that we live in to, to stand up and say, you know what? I need God more than I need anything else. I've been at churches to where they're very, very concerned with how many people show up. Because depending on how many people show up is, you know, I mean, that's how they base the success of their ministry. Well, we got to get people. We got to get people. We got to get people. And in the, in, in the, in the beginning, the, 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 the argument and the reason behind that, which is something I understand, is this. Well, the numbers equal souls. Okay, so, so we count the numbers because the numbers equal souls. But what happens in life is that those numbers become the thing. So if we start preaching, you know, easier messages, then we find that more people come. Or if we start doing these particular songs, then more people come. Well, if we start wrapping things this way, then more people come. And so everything that they do becomes the focus of how many people can we get to come? What are our numbers like? That's not who we are. That's not who I want to be. Look, I would love for thousands of people to come. But I want thousands of people to come because of the songs we're doing or because my wife is like the best singer ever. I want thousands of people to come because this is a sacred space where people can find Christ. You know? The reason that we do what we do and, and the thing that we come back to every week and the reason that we put 10 to 15 minutes to this is because this is the simplicity of the gospel. The body was broken for you. The blood was spilled for you. You find this, you find life. You find this, you find righteousness. You find this, you find honor. You find this, you find everything. There's nothing in the world that's going to give you as much satisfaction as finding Christ. Plain and simple. So as we do the series on life verses, it's, it's a road map. It's, it's the key, the big stops that we need to make sure that our life travels through. And the first one is God. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Go outside and look at the birds. Go outside and look at the flowers. 
you are more important to God than the birds and the flowers. If he takes care of them, he will take care of you. So don't seek after those things. Don't stress about those things. Don't worry about those things. Go after God. Find God. Plain and simple. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads with me if you would. We just take a minute and we just stop. Lord, we just take a deep breath and we stop stressing out. Lord, we live in a society where it tells us that we should strive for this and we should strive to be the greatest and to have our name known and 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 to be successful and and leave a legacy for our kids and leave an inheritance for our for our kids and and Lord we just stop we just refuse that priority tonight Lord we need you Nothing else matters but you. Lord, it's not complicated. It's not too hard for us to understand. We just need you. It doesn't matter if we'll ever get married. It doesn't matter if, if we'll ever live in a huge house. It doesn't matter if we'll ever wear the name brand clothes. It doesn't matter if everybody will always like us.
something that we go to so we can get what we want and move on. You are the beginning, you are the journey, and you are the destination all wrapped up in one. Lord, we're going to need strength to reject the ways of the world and hold on to you and find you and seek you and, and live our lives in you, but that's what we're asking for tonight. Church, I want us to do things a little different tonight. There's some of you and you say, you know what, my relationship with Jesus is not what it needs to be, but I want to make that right tonight to seek first his kingdom. I've got to seek him. I've got to make things right with him. And I want you to just be bold tonight. And if that's you, if you just say, you know what, tonight I need to make things right with Jesus Christ. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand right where you're at. There's a hand. Anybody else? There's another. Anybody else? Okay. In addition to that, know we all struggle we all stress and we all fret not a single one of us including us up here on the platform have it together so this is what I want us to do I want us when I count to three I want us just to all come up to the front if you want to kneel you can kneel if you want to stand you want to stand but I want us collectively and as a community to just seek God tonight and we'll sing this song uh, the revelation song and um We'll use this song as our prayer tonight, but I want this to be a corporate altar call. So whenever I count to three, I just want us all to come find a place up here and whatever you're st struggling with, if it's stress, if it's finances, if it's relationship, uh, well, whatever it is, we're going to offer it up to God tonight and we're going to find him. One, two, three. Would you guys come?